Genesis 32, verse 22. I believe I've got a word that will help some people tonight. Genesis 32. Amen. Everybody there? Let's look at verse 22 of Genesis 32, and we'll read a, a familiar story for many of you. It says, And he arose that night and took his two wives and his two female servants, we know that's no longer today, amen, and his eleven sons and crossed over the ford of Jabbok. He took them, sent them over the brook, and sent over what he had. Then Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip, and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go, for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go. Unless you bless me. And he said to him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. And Jacob asked, saying, tell me your name, I pray. And he said, why is it that you ask about my name? And he blessed him there. So Jacob called the name of the place Peniel. For I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. And just as he crossed over Pinwell, the sun rose on him, and he limped on his hip. Father, tonight on this Wednesday night, we ask you to arrest our minds. We ask you to open up our spirits, Lord, to receive for the next few minutes what the Word of God says to us tonight. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to be in your house tonight. God, we could be somewhere else. We could be in a hospital bed. We could be in a jail cell tonight. We could be on the street tonight with no food or no clothes. But God, we're in your house. And we thank you for bringing us here tonight. And we thank you for the presence of God that's here because we're here. And we're in your name tonight. And Lord, we come against every spirit tonight of darkness. And we declare tonight that the authority of Jesus Christ is in this place. And Lord, no weapon formed against us can prosper. We thank you for the spirit of liberty and freedom in this house tonight, God. We thank you that, Lord, this is a house of order. We thank you that this is a place where your spirit moves, but you direct it and guide it, Father. We stand upon it and we ask you to move tonight, God. And we ask you to teach us your word and let us leave different than when we came in tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Have you wrestled with God lately? Is the title of this sermon tonight. Have you wrestled with God lately? Amen. Wrestling with God is a good thing. And we all need to wrestle with God. And, and as we see this story here, that would sound weird to some people. Wrestling with God. Why would you want to wrestle with God? Because God wants to wrestle with us. If you look at this story, God chose to wrestle with Jacob. But I want you to see a few things in this story tonight that I think will help you as an individual 
And this is something that, that you've got to get in your understanding as a believer tonight, that this walk with God is personal. Personal. I, I, if I could look, look at people tonight and, and their lives and their marriages and their just situations and, 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 some, and not, not anything in particular, but if someone were to ask me, why is this person struggling or why sometimes do we not win a battle or why does it seem like we're, we're not winning the battle or why is that person backslidden or why is this person not making it? I would have to say that in general, many times we don't understand that this walk, although we walk together, and although there's a strength in numbers tonight of being here and having somebody on my left and right, and that is a wonderful thing. I mentioned that Sunday how we can come into the prayer room and be together. We can feel the warmth of the Spirit of God around us as we pray together. And there is power in numbers. And we advise that you be here like you are tonight on a Wednesday night at church with other believers. But the only way you're going to make it with God is getting an understanding that you have to learn to build a relationship with him by yourself and for yourself. You cannot lean on the strength of somebody else because there's going to be valleys that God allows you to go through. Amen. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't don't think that there that, that God is a God of lone rangers. God is not a God that wants you to be on your own. He wants us to be under authority. He wants us to submit to a church. And he wants us to be a part of a place where we say, hey, this is where God has me. And, I, and I'm part of this place. I'm not a lone ranger. I'm not an a, a, a island to my own or to myself. I'm not saying that because there's a lot of that going on today. People walking around trying to, to do something for God by themselves. You can't do that. You're not going to find anywhere in the Bible where God gives some one person a covering. That covering comes from a local church. And it comes from a place where you sit down under somebody's authority and you say, this is where God has planted me. You don't jump from place to place and go from here to there and, 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 and shout out to everybody who you are in God. You live for the Lord, you fight your battles, you join a, an army and you say, I'm with you to the end. But there's going to be some times when you've got to fight for yourself. And if you don't learn to fight those battles for yourself, you're not going to make it. Because the people aren't always going to be around. And, and Jacob is a perfect example of this. If you've read the book of Genesis, if you haven't, go read it. Read the story of Jacob. There's many things about him you can read, but some of the things I want you to see in this particular story is before he gets to this battle, we, we, we read the whole story of about 10 verses in just a couple minutes. And as we read the Bible, it seems like, wow, 30 second story. That was quick. What a quick victory. But how many know it didn't happen that fast? This particular one took all night. We have the Bible to tell us the end result tonight, but this is a picture of our lives. And it's not one time you're going to wrestle with God. That's why I'm saying, have you wrestled with God lately? Because if you're really doing something for the Lord, you're going to have some wrestling matches. Amen. You're going to have some times where you wrestle with God and his will. You wrestle with God and his thinking. Now, God will always prevail. When this word here says that he prevailed against God and man, he wasn't stronger than God and man. It means he passed the test. God allows us to go through tests. He allows us to be tested through things. And in this, this particular story of Jacob, he is coming out of some really hot water. 
He's coming off some difficult times. He's been with his father-in-law on their ranch, so to speak, for seven years. Working for him. Working for him and making him a lot of money. Let me just relate that to your job for a second. Have you ever felt like you make all the money for your business or your job and you don't ever get a cut? Amen. Laban was doing his thing for his father-in-law and he was seeing no return. And he kept putting promises out that he never fulfilled. And so he's coming off seven years of almost slavery working for Laban, his father-in-law. So he's coming off that frustration of working for his father-in-law. He breaks free, and when he breaks free from that that slavery, so to speak, or that bondage, he begins to say, I'm going to set out and do what God wants me to do. And as he begins to set out, he finds all of a sudden that his brother from 20 years ago is after him, Esau. And now he's fought one battle and won that one. Watch this. This is, I've said this a million times and this is a million and one. You as a Christian are going to have a battle and then you're going to have a victory. And then you're going to have a battle and then you're going to have a victory. And then after the victory, you're going to have another battle. And then after the battle, you're going to have another victory. And then after the battle, you're going to have another victory. And then after the victory, you're going to have another battle. Do I, could just, do I need to go on anymore? You're going to do that until Jesus comes back. You are never going to finish one last battle and sit down and drink a pina colada on a beach spiritually and never have to fight God or the devil, God's will or the devil again. You are going to have to fight and fight and fight until Jesus comes back if you're going to be an overcomer. I believe there's a bunch of overcomers in here tonight. Amen. That don't just want to be Christians. You want to be overcomers. You want to do something powerful in your life. Jacob wanted to do something powerful. So he's coming off a victory of getting free from Laban. And right when he gets out of that, he finds out the news in the chapter before in 31 that Esau's coming after him. And he's not just coming after him by himself. He's coming with 400 men. That'd be scary. He's going through some really hot water. He's got a lot going on. So he's, about, he's just left his father-in-law's ranch and now he's about to confront his brother who hates him. Why does he hate him? Because he stole his birthright. Remember? That write, don't write this down. Think about this tonight. Write it down if you want. Remember what you do today. We'll catch up to you tomorrow or down the road somewhere. Please don't think you're going to get away with anything. Okay, man, Numbers 23, 32 says those sins will catch up to you. Amen. We need to be transparent with God. This comes back to being transparent. Don't, don't, don't think that you can fight the battle just in the battle. You've got to fight the battle alone. You also got to be transparent with God alone. You can fool people all day long, but you cannot fool God. If you're here tonight and you're trying to, to, you're trying, I even believe you're trying, you're trying to serve God, but inside you've got a, a motive or you've got something inside of you that's trying to get away with something, you better just stop right now and get right with God tonight and get transparent before God because you cannot hide anything from God. Whatever is in the dark will come out to the light. God will reveal it. He will reveal it. It's like he will walk into that. It's like walking into a dark area with a flashlight and you turn it on and cockroaches just flee. Why are they fleeing to? To the darkness. Because they hate the light. You cannot manifest good things 
in, in, in the dark. Amen? The dark will always manifest the light. If you're in darkness, that light's going to shine and darkness is going to show and your motors are going to come out. So get right with God. Don't try to fake. Don't try to fake it till you make it. Amen? Be transparent with God tonight. Jacob got to this place, and I'm going to show you just a couple things that you can write down that will really help you in whatever area you're in tonight. How many know every time we come into a service, we're all at different places? You might be at a different place tonight than you were two weeks ago, a month ago, a year ago. We're all in different places. Amen? We're all doing different things. We're all watching different things. We're all uh, at different areas and levels in our walk with God. Amen? So we have to be uh, watching what's going on in our lives. We have to be paying attention to where am I at tonight. But these things right here will go across the board for everybody. Every single one of us. So let's look at this again real quick, and I want to give you just a couple pointers. He, he comes off this battle of victory, and then he finds out his brother's after him. And now he's got his family with him. He pushes his family ahead. And let's just read this again because I want to show you just a few things. Verse 22 again. And he arose that night and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his 11 sons and crossed over the ford of Jabbok. And he took them and sent them over the brook and sent them over, sent over what he had. And watch this. Then Jacob was left alone. Alone. Jacob was left alone. This is very important. You've got to get alone with God. You've got to get alone with God. You've got to allow God to put you in a place by himself, just you and him. Seems like sometimes Christians are afraid to be alone with God. I've got to have somebody. Now, listen, this is you've got to get this right. Be mature. I'm saying that there's safety in numbers and you should always be in fellowship and all that. But don't hide from God with the people around you. Don't hide from God your, your, your weaknesses or your sins or your situations by the strengths of the people around you. There's strength in that, but you've got to get to a place in your relationship and say, God, it's just me and you. I need to spend some time with you so that you can speak to me. I mentioned that Sunday that when you're really trying to get to know somebody, you can't really get to know them when they're in a group. Because they're going to act a certain way that's different with a group of people around than when they're by themselves. And that's our human nature, so we can tend to do that. We can act a certain way when we're at church. Different than we would act on our own. And again, this is not to beat a dead horse, but we, we, we as Christians many times try to get away with what we can get away with. And how many know that God will not be mocked? And so it's better just to come clean and say, and listen, I'm not talking about any particular sins or anything. I'm talking about just your spirit and your attitude that says, God, I'm transparent before you tonight. I don't have anything to hide. I want, if I've got something wrong with me, tell me what it is. If I've got something that needs to be fixed, fix it. If I've got something that's, 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 that's in the way of you doing something through my life, remove it. And this is what Jacob did. Jacob was at a place of weariness. So maybe you're weary tonight. Maybe you're tired of fighting. Let me tell you something. Let me give you some good news. You're in a good place. That's a good place to be, according to this story. He was weary seven years of that, <clears throat> just coming off the victory. And now he's standing in another place. He had, he, he's basically got all his stuff. How many have ever moved? And you, it's a pain, amen? You got all this loose stuff. 
All this stuff you got to try to take care of and all these kids and all these family members and all these animals and all this stuff. And he's like, he don't even know where he's going. He just knows that he's moving. And now he, he gets a sense God is trying to talk to him. Why do you think he sent? See, there's got to be a place in your life and a time, maybe daily, maybe weekly, where you say, okay, go ahead on, family. I got to get alone with God. God's trying to deal with me. And I, and I can't have all my friends around or my family around. I got to talk to God. So he got alone. Write that down. He got alone with God. God wants some one-on-one time with us. Ask yourself. Not your husband or your wife or someone around you. Ask yourself, when was the last time you had some alone time with God? Maybe it was today. That'd be great. But if it's been a while, that's not a good place to be. If it's been a while since you've been alone with God, just you and God, that's not a good place to be. Can you say amen? amen. And so it says that he, he was alone with God. Now watch this. And a man, now in this word it says a man, but it's capital M. Okay, and there's some things that shows us that this was not a regular man. This was the son of man. This was God that was wrestling with him because some things happened that a man could not do. So it says man wrestled capital M with him till the breaking of day. And so they begin to wrestle and God begins to deal. Listen, with Jacob different than he would deal with you and different than he would deal with me. That's another problem we have many times in our walk with God is we think, well, God's doing this with me, so he needs to do that with you. We have different personalities. We have different characters. We have different issues we've got to God to deal with on. Don't be looking around. God's not going to deal with me the same way he deals with my wife. God's not going to deal with my wife the same way he deals with your wife. God deals with everybody individually. That's why we've got to get alone. Because God said, if you don't get alone with me, I can't deal with you individually. And you're only going to get a corporate blessing. You're not going to get an individual blessing. You're only going to have a corporate anointing. You're not going to have an individual anointing. It's great to be under an anointing. It's great to be under uh, uh, this great fellowship of churches that we're a part of. That's wonderful. But don't just be satisfied with that. Ask God for your personal anointing. Ask God for your own personal blessing. Don't ride the blessings or the, or the faith or the knowledge of somebody else to heaven. Get your own, amen, get your own answer from God on a situation. Because it's you and him, one-on-one time, amen. That doesn't mean you don't get counsel, doesn't mean you don't talk to other people, but get with God. So this man wrestles with him till the break of day. And he says, when he saw that he did not prevail against him, that doesn't mean that God could not beat him. What he was saying was, I see in this man a fight. Don't you want God to look at you tonight and not, and not see a quitter? I don't want God to look at me and see a trait of quitting. I want God to be able to look at me and say, I, you know what? That's a person I can mess with. That's a person I can mess their hair up. I can, I can wrestle with them a little bit. I can shake them up a little bit because they're with me. He saw something in Jacob. He saw before they even began to finish the wrestling match, he said, okay, I can deal with this man. Be a person that's not going to run from the correction of God. Be a person that runs to the correction of God. Be a person that runs to God and says, hey, God, if you need to hurt me, hurt me. And you understand what I'm saying when I say that. If you need to break my leg, amen, what, what, did this, what did the pastor do with this sheep when they began to run off? He'd break the leg so they couldn't go run off. 
Sometimes we need to get alone with God and say, God, if I need something broken, break it. So I don't go off and do something crazy. I'd rather have God break my leg than the world break my leg. Can you say amen? I'd rather have God break me down than the world break me down. I'd rather have God humble me than the world humble me. And that's what Jacob's trying to show us in this word, is that if I come to him with the right attitude and right spirit, then I can wrestle with him, but it'll be a good wrestling match. So watch this. Keep going with me. He saw that he did not prevail against him, so he does something here. He, what he does in this wrestling match, he begins to look inside of Jacob. We need to get alone with God enough and close enough with God that he can see inside of us. Okay? I, there, there's, I haven't used this example, and you might have heard it for, for a long time. It wasn't in my notes. I'm going to use it tonight about the, 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 the silversmith. Have you ever heard the story of the silversmith where the lady's interested in wondering how a silversmith knows how long to keep the metal inside of the fire when they're molding it? She goes and asks this man, how do you do that? How do you know how long to leave the metal in there so it doesn't just melt anything, so it actually solidifies, it actually turns into what you're turning it into. And he said something very profound but very simple. He said, I leave it in there until I can see my image in it. He's looking at that, and when he can see himself in it, then he knows that it's done, and he can bring it out of the fire. We need to have the maturity in God to say, if I'm in the fire, it's because God is allowing me to stay in this battle right now so that, so that I can, he can see his image in me. So he can see past all the flubber and all the fakeness and all the attitudes and all the things of life and say, this is my son, this is my daughter, I've got their attention. I'm going to speak to you now. And it's one-on-one. -on -one. And so he, he looks at Jacob and he goes after. Now, this is important to God, watch this. He grabs the socket of his hip and he, uh, the socket of, and, and the socket of the hip was out of joint as he wrestled. So he goes as they're wrestling and he grabs his hip. The thigh bone from here to here is the biggest, longest, strongest bone in your body. Amen, Lord? Amen. We got a physical therapist here to, to, to confirm that. Of course, we all know that's a pretty long bone. So he, what, what he goes after this, and he knocks it out of socket. How many know that that couldn't be done by a man? Why couldn't it be done by a man? Let me tell you something I found. And, of course, there's always a lot of information, uh, different ones, but I'm going to give you something concrete. They say that a femur, the thigh bone, is stronger than concrete. Now, I don't know what number you could shout one out, Lord, but I saw anywhere from 8 to 65 times stronger than concrete. I don't know exactly what, but somewhere in there. 8 to 65 times stronger than concrete is your thigh bone. That's strong. Okay? A horse couldn't break that thing open. But why did God go after Jacob's thigh bone? Why did he go after that? Because it was his strongest point. God will look at you. If you would get alone with God, somebody get this tonight. If you would get alone with God and be real with him and allow him to, he will break in you the one thing that is the biggest obstacle to you being fulfilling the life and the call of God in your life. He will, if you will let him, he will break the one thing that's the biggest obstacle in your life from doing something magnificent for God. If you will let him. And every one of us to, to us, we don't know exactly what the thigh bone was for Jacob spiritually. 
We know physically, this is interesting because we're not in the physical realm anymore of the Old Testament. We know from this story, as you read on, that after he knocked his thigh bone out of socket, that he actually stayed that way. And he walked with a limp for the rest of his life. God left him that way. And we know that the Old Testament was a lot more physical. What what does the New Testament tell us? That our battle is no longer with flesh and blood. It's a spiritual battle. And so if he broke his hip bone and his thigh bone of Jacob as they were wrestling to put him out of place and to take that one thing that was the strongest in his life physically, tonight he would want to do that with us spiritually. And every single one of us have maybe something different that would be that strongest thing in my life that's the biggest obstacle from God moving in me and using me. Although there's one that would probably go across the board that God would have to attack first, which would be our pride. That's a pretty big one. Amen? How many know that's a big one? So I don't know what it is individually. And then you can say, God, as I come to the altar, as I pray to you, as I get one-on-one to you, continue to break me down. Continue to, to knock me out, things out of socket if you have to. But show me what it is that i got to get rid of. Show me what it is that's a hindrance. Keep reading with me. And he said, let me go for the day breaks. Now, this, this is God saying this to Jacob. And Jacob says some of the most powerful words in the Bible. And this is a tenacity and a faith. Say faith. Faith. That Jacob has. What does he say? Okay. Tap out. Does does Jacob tap out? Nope. See, God could have wrestled forever. He wasn't really worried about the sun coming up. God is a God who tests us. Understand that. And he will push us as far as we let him push us in a good way. Amen. And so he says, hey, it's almost daybreak. But Jacob says, uh-uh, I'm not letting you go until you bless me. I'm not letting go till you give me my answer. I'm not stopping this fight until I get a breakthrough. Amen. How many have realized, how many have been saved long enough that you have been in this long enough that you are not going to go back? You've already come this far and you are not going to go back. Can you say amen? I'm not going to finish this race until I get the blessing of God. I'm not going to say, oh, it was nice to serve God for a little while. I'm going to heaven, amen. I'm going to see Jesus when he comes back in the rapture. I'm going to see him when I breathe my last breath. I am going all the way. Can somebody say amen? I'm not going back. I'm going to see God face to face. I'm going to get an answer. And Jacob says, what does Hebrews 11:6 6 say? If without faith. It is impossible to please God. How many would like to please God tonight? Any God pleasers? Amen. I believe we got some God pleasers, but see, there's a whole world full of man pleasers. People who want people to pat them on the back. I want God's approval. Now, again, you know what's funny about that? You can say that in the wrong spirit. Was, yeah, I don't need nobody to tell me nothing. I don't need nobody to speak into my life. I answer to God. Dangerous place right there. Be careful there. See, there's a balance between authority and understanding who God is. Because if you understand who God is, you understand authority. If you understand who God is. 
You understand that you answer to somebody on this earth in God's name. That you say, hey, I'm with you. I'm going to stand here. I'm going to listen to you. That's important. Because we've got a lot of people out there saying, trying to do it on their own. You're going to be in trouble. And watch, watch this. He blessed him there. So he said, what's your name, Jacob? He says, your name shall no longer be called Jacob. And you know what that means. That, Jake, that name means not good. Amen? It's deceiver. He says, you're not going to be a deceiver anymore. Because you, he's basically saying, you have come to me and come real. You've come clean. You've quit faking and acting. And now you're, it, it, maybe, maybe tonight you, you have not reached the level with God that you want to yet because you haven't come clean yet. In your, in your attitude with him. I'm not saying that, that you're in a situation. Because I'm, saying, I'm saying maybe you haven't reached a level of intimacy with God that you want to yet. Because you haven't totally come clean with God. What does 1 John 4 say? If you confess your sins to Jesus, he's faithful and just to forgive us of all of our sins. So he says, watch this. You'll no longer be Jacob, but you'll be Israel. For you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Basically meaning you have passed the test. And tell me your name, I pray. He said, why is it that you ask my name? Watch this, verse 29. He says these words. And he blessed him there. He blessed him there. Amen. I want you to write these three words down for your notes tonight before we leave. Alone, wrestling for the blessing. Alone and wrestling for the blessing. Alone, wrestling with God for what? For a blessing. You say, oh, I don't want a blessing tonight. You're a liar. <laughs> Nobody in here that does not want to be blessed, and especially by God. I want God's blessings. And that's not financial alone. That is that is health, that is peace, that is provision, that is uh, uh, joy. That's all kinds of things. Uh, a relate, uh, how many know that if you've got a relationship with God like he wants you to have, it doesn't matter what's going on in this world. It doesn't matter what the economy is. It doesn't matter what job you have. You are happy because you've got a relationship with God. Your relationship is stronger than concrete. With God. He says, I will not let you go unless you bless me without faith. Watch, I'm going to read Hebrews 11, 6. It's possible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. And that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He wants to reward you. He wants to bless you. He wants to pour out his presence upon you. But he wants the real you. Amen. As the musicians come tonight, I want to read one more verse. Hebrews 4.16. What a blessing we have to be in the New Testament. The New Testament. The New Covenant. How many are thankful tonight that you were born when you were born? Amen. Amen. That we have the New Covenant. We have the Bible already written. And we have a better covenant with God. We have the written word tonight. And we have, the Bible says, we don't have to physically physically, hand on hand. We know this was a physical battle because his hip got out of place. Amen? It was a physical battle. And so we don't have to be physical with God tonight. He wants us to be spiritual with him. He wants us to get alone with him. And he wants us to wrestle spiritually. 
And he wants us to be blessed. So we have this promise in Hebrews 4.16. He says, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find help in time of need. Amen? Amen. You've got to learn to wrestle. Not with other people. With God. Amen? Too many times we're wrestling with each other. We're called to help each other and lift each other up. Leave the wrestling to you and God. Wrestle with God. You don't understand something? Talk to Him about it. There's no conversation you cannot have with God. There's nothing. He's going, ooh. Nothing's going to surprise Him. He's not going to be like, oh my gosh, I can't. You need to look over at Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Did you hear that? Did he say that? I've never heard that before. There is nothing they've never heard or seen. Be real with God. And we all have to be better at that. Because we, it's an it's old, generic, but very true cliche. Don't go to the phone. Go to the throne. Don't call somebody. Call God. Go, go talk to him and say, God, I don't really understand why this is happening. I don't really understand why I'm going through this. And wrestle with God. You know what's awesome about that? Is God's going gonna to bless you when you do that. He's not going to get mad at you. He's not going to say, why are you asking me that question? He'll wrestle with you. But the good thing is he's a good God. He's not trying to hurt us. And if he does hurt me, he's helping me. Ezekiel says he takes that heart of stone and he softens it and makes it a heart of flesh. That's what we do when we come to God. I can't challenge you enough tonight as we close. I cannot challenge you enough personally to fight the flesh and get along with God. That needs to be a place, okay? He said, he, he called that place Peniel because it was a place he saw God face to face. So there was a place, okay? How many of you have ever personally felt the presence of God? Touched the presence of God? Known the presence of God? Find that place again. Find a place during the day. Whether it's an actual closet, whether it's a bedroom, whether it's an extra bedroom, whether it's a church sanctuary, whether it's an office, it, whether it's the car, Wherever it is, find a place every day to get alone with God. And turn, listen, I love to worship. I love to praise God. But sometimes turn that thing off. Just be alone with God. Say, you know what, God? I'm really frustrated with you right now. I really don't understand why. Oh, I've got all these bills. I really don't understand why I feel sick. I really don't understand why the world's so messed up. I really don't understand. Talk to God. He will talk back to you. And you know what he'll do all the time? He'll be like, hey, that's, yeah, this world's messed up. But guess what? You are more messed up. You are more messed up. Let's work on you. Let's work on you because you're with me right now and I don't have the whole world. They're, not, they're busy, but you're here. Come on, somebody get this. God says, I, I, you're here and you're asking me, so let's talk about this. Let's not worry about the whole world. Let's worry about you. Hey, that attitude, 
hey, this, hey, and he'll start telling you, oh, I don't ever, God don't ever talk to me. No, you're not listening. He's talking. He's trying to talk to you, but we're busy. And then we don't like what he says. Stop doing that. Stop going there. Stop saying that. Whatever. And okay, God. And then just alone with him, wrestle with him. And at the end, you'll be blessed. Amen. Sometimes that answer don't come quick. Most of the time, it don't come quick. It don't come easy. How many realize anything that worthwhile in your life had a cost? Right? Anything worthwhile in your life, spiritually, physically, financially, mentally, had a cost. And anything that cost you is worthwhile. That's why a lot of times the things of God are so easily thrown to the side because they didn't cost anybody anything. Amen?